the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's um, another glorious day in South Carolina. <laughs> glorious day. You know, it, it both days, both weekend days, or I guess counting yesterday, mm-hmm. the wind got up a little in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Beautiful in the morning. Absolutely gorgeous morning. I was out this morning early, like 630, and uh, oh, it was just a, it was a one of those mornings you're it's just good to be alive. Last night was very nice. Oh, yeah. As the sun went down last night, we were grilling steaks and outside and on the deck looking out over the pasture, and it was just, uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was a good night last night. Steaks and french fries. Steaks and french fries <laughs> and lots of family. And, uh, you know, as life gets busier, those times get fewer and fewer and further and further in between. So mm-hmm. cherish everyone you can get. But welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. My name is Roger Metz, and I'm here with my daughter. Hello, everybody. Her name is Taylor. Yeah. And Taylor is not blonde anymore. Nope, Taylor's not blonde. And Mom says she can't hear anything on live. Oh, boy. Jeez, Louise. We always we always have some kind of problem. Well, I don't know why. It's just. <laughs> Is the sound turned up? Yeah, it's turned on. Um, who knows? Thank you. Well, there's some people watching, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, everything looks okay there. Oh, you know what? I don't see any. I don't see any um, thing over there. I think we're gonna change it over. Come back on live because I don't see anything going on over there. Okay. Um, anyway, <clears throat> it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to. Uh, I don't know what to think about everything that's going on. I mean, it's you know the last the last. I guess we have um, the last outdoor place. Mm-hmm. Everything's been shutting down. Everything's been <laughs> shutting down, and you've got. To, I guess we'll get the shutdowns over with. I mean, I don't know. Um, go ahead. What? What? What's? What's the latest? <laughs> the latest. The big bomb is in there too. So go ahead. The big bomb is in there. In where? In yeah. this article? No, it's written right there. Oh yeah. So as of March 27th, Sassafras Mountain Tower in Bald Rock is closed. I really don't understand why they're they're closing all the outdoor. I don't know all the outdoors. They're shutting you out of the outdoors, mm-hmm. which is pretty much the safest place to be right now. Well, I mean, face it, if you're walking down a trail, nobody's sneezing on top of you. If you're in the <laughs> if you're in Lowe's, people are sneezing on you. That's very true. Um, a friend of mine who's a doctor and I, we were we were chatting last night and. You know, would you rather be outdoors where there's fresh air, vitamin D from the sun, uh, name off whatever you want to, whatever's good about the outdoors, or would you rather be 
in the petri dish that's your house, you know? <laughs> I like that reference, petri dish. Huh? It's perfect. <clears throat> oh, now she says her sound was all the way down. I'm gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get a new technical director here on the show. <laughs> yeah, mom's just not. Mom's just not working anymore. But anyway, okay. So Sassafras Mountain and Ball Rock. What else is closed? They've closed all SC State parks. See, that was the big one. Last week they came on and said we're going to be closed Wednesday and Thursday to evaluate things, change some hours around, be um, be uh, be on the lookout for you know updates. Mm-hmm. Friday, Thursday afternoon, they came on and said, okay, here's a list. We're reopening Friday morning, and here's a list of everything that's going to be taking place and, and the hours that you can be in, campgrounds and all. And then, boom, they closed them all. Yep. Beginning when? I, I think it's I think it it's tomorrow. It doesn't say on here. It's probably yeah. tomorrow. It looks like where everything else is. What's today? What's today? Is it the 27th? Well, today's twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Okay, so it is. It's as of today. Okay. Is the tape parks closed? There, there are. They are letting you if you are already in a reserve lodge campsite, whatever. I think they're going to let you finish it out, but they're not taking any new reservations, and they're going to close things down. In addition to state parks and um, all that, we have the NWTF um, Ultimate Turkey Hunt is closed, and that was for the mobility impaired at SRS. Yeah. Through Savannah um, Riverside, they cancel that. Yeah, which which that makes more sense than the state parks, in my opinion, because I mean, you, it is it's like a gathering, so you have more than three people. So what? I passed seven <laughs> guys on bikes today. Should I have called the? You know, <laughs> master said no more than three people together. I, oh, I, I should have called the police and had them broken up into three different groups: two of three and one of one. Oh my goodness. Henry said, "Wapu cuts like the, looks like the start of a bass tournament." <laughs> <laughs> oh me, uh, yeah. Let's, we'll just go ahead and get the bad news out of the way. All right. As if you don't know by now, all the 2020 lottery turkey hunts they're canceled. We talked about sportsman classic, all the education classes, hunter and boater, county management, Table Rock State Park fishing clinics gone. Oh, wow. Historic Camden, Kershaw County Fishing Rodeos, Eight Oaks Park, Georgetown County Fishing Rodeo, Charlestown Landing, Charleston County Fishing Rodeo, Blue Heron, Jasper County Fishing Rodeo, Barnwell County Fishing Rodeo, Sun City Grandparents Park Fishing Clinics, um, Diversity Outreach, Nature Hike, canceled. Take one, make one, plants, can't. Take one, make one classes have been canceled to further notice. Closures, we talked about that. Botany Bay WMA will be closed through March 28th. Uh, the fish lift is closed. Wow. Um, we're talking about Cracker Neck, Bad Creek. So, Blue Hole Recreation Area Fishing Radio is, clo- is gone. But, the outdoors <sighs> is still out there, folks. It is. You just have to you have to look a little harder to find that place to go. Like like somebody said, the Francis Mary National Forest, there's 600,000 acres there. <laughs> they can't shut it all down. <laughs> and, and the low country, you've got um, uh, Francis Marion down there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, eh, the fish are biting. Can I just say that? 
I put 25 brim in the in the freezer. I actually, I put 25 brim in my parents' freezer this morning. Mm-hmm. So the the brim are biting. If you ha- if you have access to any kind of water with brim out, I'm not guaranteeing guaranteeing any kind of size here, <laughs> but they're biting. Yes, worms is all you need. That's um. That's what I was using. I've been seeing some of my friends out there bass fishing. Mr. Logan Hopper and Mr. Braden from um, my school and my church, they've been out there and they've Uh-oh. caught some good ones. David Strickland said the Francis Marion National Forest is closed. Oh, boy. Get out of here. <sighs> Go jump in your pool. Go jump in a lake. Just They can't stop well, you from I'll doing s- that. <laughs> Find a pond somewhere. <laughs> Just not mine. Yeah, just not just not ours. Yeah, that would not go over well. <laughs> but yeah, fishing the fishing is good right now. If you can find a place to go. What about the bass, Chris Brown? Yes, we know you're bad. Yeah, the bass fishing is heating up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Chris in Alabama. I, I bet I bet the bass are on the bed. I I know Neil Paul went yesterday and said they caught over thirty. Wow. On jerk baits. Um, you know, mix of spotted and largemouth. That was on Lake Hartwell. That's my uh, that's my report. Um, and they were they, all all good fish. Uh, the bass were kind of stingy on my. I mean, they'd pick it up, which makes me think they were getting ready to bed, because I would pitch in there, and I was I was in the canoe, so I couldn't you know I wasn't like looking at them, but they did, they were picking up, running, and dropping it. Mm-hmm. I caught very few bass of the ones who picked it up and ran with it, so. All right, well, that's the first segment. We're going to get some good stuff second. Matt Airy is going to be here with us at the bottom of the hour. So hang in there. It's going to be a good show, and we'll get through this corona thing together. More Woods and Water South on the other side. I lied when I said we'd have better bumper music this week. That's right, because you have like, good control. Well, I do have some control. I just have to get a list of it made, and then... Your hair looks really red. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be red. It's supposed to be brown. It's supposed to be brown. It it, it's got a lot of red to it. Why don't you try dyeing your hair and see how it turns out? It won't I have, turn out the I way, have no... Uh, it won't turn out the way you want it, either. Um, it never does. David said, in all serious, the Youth Turkey Day in the Francis National Forest this morning was highly successful. Got a scoot, stay well. <laughs> I did have a rather lengthy conversation with Davy Height this week um, about a lot of things, about the elites and some other stuff. But they uh, they had a okay. That was very loud. That was very loud. Computer. <laughs> um, they had the Santee's on fire. He, and in fact, he was he's on your follow with his kids this weekend. One of his sons. Is uh, stationed at Fort Benning, so they were going down there for the weekend. But good, good, good conversation with Davey. A lot about uh, the elites, and which we'll get into with Matt uh, after the bottom of the hour. There, but there always there is always good news. You may have to look a little harder to find it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it lands in your lap in the form of a press release from the U.S. Department of the Interior. This is one that I enjoy talking about every year. It uh, it highlights that hunters and fishermen are the true conservationists. 
they are the ones who pay the money through excise tax that goes into the fund, accumulates all year long, and the and the U.S. Uh, Interior Department turns around and gives it back to us. And it's a it's a really complicated thing about how many license sales and population and some other things, but um, three nineteen twenty. America's sportsmen and sportswomen generated nearly one billion in excise last taxes last year that support state conservation programs. Secretary of the Interior David Bernhardt today announced the disbursement of these funds generated through excise tax on hunting, shooting, and fishing equipment and boat fuel to all 50 states and U.S. territories by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. To date, the service has distributed more than 22.9 billion in apportionments for state conservation and recreation projects. The recipient state wildlife agency have matched these funds with approximately $7.6 billion and billion, that's like three, six, nine, twelve, no, three thousand, six hundred thousand, nine, yeah, twelve zeros. Twelve zeros in billion. So uh, our conservation model is funded and supported by America's hunters, shooters, anglers, boaters, and other outdoor enthusiasts. These stewards of conservation generated nearly a billion dollars last year alone and make our country's conservation legacy the envy of the world. No one, no one has a conservation model like we do anywhere on this earth. And and ours has worked relatively flawlessly. So what we're talking about here is Pittman-Robertson excise taxes on anything involved with hunting. And then the uh, Dingle-Johnson Wallet Bro Federal Aid and Sport Fish Restoration Act. And a lot of these funds are, well, Green Pond Landing. Mm-hmm is part of this uh the uh, i like to say the palmetto sport uh, shooting complex that national wild turkey federation is part of this those two along with you know fishing tackle loaner programs at at uh, local uh, libraries to um, the uh, uh the pfd loaner program that's at a lot of the boat ramps now that's where those come from clifford snakes right in east texas which is causing people such as myself to run faster and jump higher. Yeah, we had a we had a run in with a water moccasin yesterday. Yeah, that was quite pleasant. Yeah, and uh, he just didn't give me the right angle. He, I thought he was going to come all the way to the bank, and I was going to get him on the bank, and I had to take two shots in the water. And if anybody knows anything about a wiggling snake, a swimming snake, it's hard to hit with a pistol. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, if you think you do any better, you come over to my house, and I'll take you out there and let you see if you can do a better job. Uh, but that's some of the things that are funded by all these monies. So Taylor's got the nitty-gritty details. I do. I have the numbers. For South Carolina alone, <clears throat> this is what we have. Yeah, so for the Dingle Johnson numbers, we've got $4,863,676. And then Pittman Robertson, seven million eight hundred twelve dollars and one hundred thirty nine. So that, and in total, that's twelve million six hundred seventy-five thousand eight hundred fifteen dollars. Dollars that are going to go back into our state wildlife programs research. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure some of the some of the coyote research happening in McCormick County is being funded by this. So when you're outdoors, thanks to these people. Thank a hunter. Thank a fisherman. Sure. Thanks somebody that runs these organizations, because without them, you wouldn't have. And, you know, it's always a, 
it's always a somebody gave me a a mad face and I don't know who that was. Um anyway, yeah, it's um it's hunters and fishermen who are paying these taxes who are and it's access for everyone. It's you know, we do it a lot for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because that's what that's what a true a hunter is a conservationist. A fisherman is a conservationist. We enjoy going out there and deer hunting. We enjoy going turkey turkey seasons here. Travis Sumner just joined us from the National Wild Turkey Federation on Facebook Live. Um, he knows all about this, the restoration, and how hunters are the driving force behind the introduction, reintroduction of the wild turkey all across the United States. Uh, so, yeah, thank a hunter, thank a fisherman, because we bear the burden, mm-hmm. and we bear it willingly. That's the thing. A lot of people say, well, if you don't like it, quit doing it. Well, no, not at all. We we willingly fund all of this because we fund it for ourselves, for you, the next generation. Um, yeah, I was out. I did not hear any turkeys this morning. I was lots of <laughs> no turkeys, but I heard the coyotes last night. <laughs> oh, I got about four hours sleep total, and um, I slept with the doors and windows open. And yep, there were uh, lots of coyotes around last night. Poor Jordan. Yeah, Jordan would not do well. Funny story about Jordan. My oldest daughter, Jordan, is just she's <coughs> terrified terrified of coyotes. <laughs> Absolutely terrified of coyotes. And uh, we were on the deck last night, and we heard one right at right at dusk. There was one lone one off a good ways. I mean, it's probably half half mile or more if I had to guess from where he was coming from. And uh, but I don't remember forget one time we were here. We were at home, and she was on the back porch on the, in the swing and I snuck out downstairs and went around the front of the house and started blowing a coyote call <laughs> oh she came unglued <laughs> that was before we were surrounded by all the houses up here yeah. and uh, we actually had coyotes so anyway good news you know all that money's coming back in I don't know what we're going to do with it I'll have to get a hold of DNR and find out what kind of projects they've got slated for this uh, there's always something new. I know there's more construction down at Green Pond Landing. I think they've uh, put a lot of money into some other boat ramps improvement. So I'm sure some more boat ramp improvements are on the way. On the hunting side, don't exactly know what they're going to do with it. But we can find out. Mm-hmm. And um, I, like I said, I mentioned the, the coyote and, and deer studies happening down McCormick. I'm sure that's part of it. So it's all good, folks. We will all survive. Sooner or later, we will come back to life as normal, and <laughs> you know. Until then, have you seen? I know, I know, you saw it. I, they're called meme memes. 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 Yeah, good job, Nick. Well, last time you said memes, you said memes. Okay, well, like... it's M-E-M-E. That's pronounce it like it looks. So there's a meme going around out there <laughs> that shows a family, and they're in their house, and each, you know, one of the boys is on a phone, mom's on the computer, and they're all inside. And, you know, before COVID-19, and then the picture below them is everybody's outdoors jogging and running and playing with the dogs and after, you know. So we're going to try to keep that trend going, you know. Spend more time outside. It's been really good to see. It has been. There's lots of people outside. I mean, I've seen more kids riding bicycles in the last two weeks than I have in the last 15 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Throwing ball, playing basketball outside. I've seen a couple of people riding dirt bikes when my yep. friends are out riding dirt bikes the other day. So it, 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 we will will survive. 
uh, speaking of survival, how, how's school going? Really hasn't changed for you much. We, we homeschool. Uh, yeah. We homeschool, and my office has been at home for the last 16 years. So, a lot not. But how's how's the e-learning going? You do some of that anyway, mm-hmm. but now you're totally that way. Yeah. For so for UHC and Vanguard, we're having to do e-learning. Um, I don't think I've hated my computer more. <laughs> uh, it's gotten very slow. <laughs> it's getting too much. It's too tired. I think it's getting too much use out of it. But I mean, I'm getting by with it. I, I am. Friends I'm, adjusting? No. no. <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> it's been rough. It's been rough, and I'm sure it's been rough for every student. But something we we might have to get used to for a little while longer. Well, it's not a bad thing, I don't guess. Learning something. Not new. having to get up at seven o'clock oh, and go to please. school in the morning has been nice. You've had it. You've had it so rough. Uh huh. So rough. <laughs> Spe- speaking of. What um, end of the week? What's your schedule like? End of the week. End of the week. Yeah. End of the week. It's about know. time to go fly fishing. I'm I'm down for that. You good with that? Yeah. It's been it's been a while since we went fly fishing. And it has. They're stocking trout, I assume. I have not checked the stocking. I could check the South Carolina cold water or North Carolina cold water stocking reports. I know they had scheduled they were going to do it, and um, I haven't che- kept up with it. Because I haven't uh, haven't had the urge to go, but I tell you, let's see. Okay, for you North Carolina trout fishermen, due to the fluid situation caused by COVID-19, some public mountain trout waters may not receive their normal stockings this spring. Um, social distancing. No trout were stocked in North Carolina March 23rd to March 28th. So... And they talk about social, I, I don't do social distancing. I just go do what I'm going to do and try not to sneeze on anybody. <laughs> Timothy Brinson said, we're tent camping with the kids. My wife turned 30 and all of the plans for her birthday went out the window. At least you're outside, though. But you ended up in a pretty good place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but yeah, it's uh, it'll get back to it. Mm-hmm. It'll get back to it. And. And I look at this as an opportunity. The out, nature is not closed. And people that are rediscovering what it's like to be outside. Yeah. The simple things. Going out and sitting on the deck at night watching the sun go down. Or, heaven forbid, a little yard work like we're going to have this <laughs> week around here. Um, you know, finding a piece of water mm-hmm. that you can call your own and, and catch a few fish on white bread, if nothing else. Yeah. You know. Just take, it, take this opportunity to get outside and... Kind of remind yourself what it was like having not a care in the world. There you go. All right. Matt Airy on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I want to slide this in before we get to Matt, but Patrick Walters joined us, and Patrick posted a video hmm. of his first classic or whatever, and <laughs> the best line of the whole thing, and, and and the blue guy you see in the passenger side, that's me on day one, just just if anybody wants to The blue to guy with white me. knuckles. Hold yeah, on. holding on. <laughs> but anyway, Patrick, one of the little scenes there in the film is, is that first night, and Patrick's riding over there in the passenger seat, and he goes, I wouldn't want to have been here today. 
He said, because you were holding on for dear life. It was rough out there. I was like, yeah, you're not kidding, Patrick. I was holding on for dear life for like most of the morning. But anyway, good day. But it, uh, well, Taylor, you got a. I've got somebody. I've got somebody. You got a big fish on the line. <laughs> wow. Wait, did you just refer to our guest as a fish? A big fish. A big, a big, a big fish. Big fish. Is that a compliment? I think so. Okay, well, our big fish is Mr. Matt Airy, and he decided to take some time out of his Saturday to join us. Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm good, Tyler. Hope you and your dad are well. We we're, are. We're, we're doing good. I'm going to be on the sidelines just in case this thing goes sideways, Matt. The si- yeah, here, <laughs> oh, really? You there for backup. Really? Yeah. I'm, actually, okay. I'm actually in a cone with no wind blowing, power pulled down, so I can talk to you guys. Hot dog. Okay, well... Well, before y'all get to this thing, we got to have a fishing report. Fishing is good. It's, uh, I mean, man, it's almost April. It's good everywhere in the southeast, but it's really good today. We, uh, we've caught a couple big ones. We've actually caught a couple on my fetch, that signature swim bait that'll live so much this time of year. And, yes. uh, caught, we've caught a five, a four, and two threes. And we're out here at little old Mossy Pond near the house where I grew up fishing. And it's, uh, those are big ones for here, by the way. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's been a good day. Well, good. Well, uh, yeah, Taylor said it. We appreciate you taking time off your Saturday to be with us. Um, and, and she's got some questions. i got a few questions. So, Taylor, yeah. go ahead. Hit him up. So, we're just going to jump right in. So, some of y'all know that Matt experienced his first classic on Lake Gunnersville um, in Mo- the, this, this, till this month. I feel like it's... Yeah, it's been, it feels like it months feels ago. It feels like so long ago. But, yeah. so, first classic... What were you feeling on Friday morning at lunch? What, how were the nerves? What, what was your expectation for that day? Well, the, the nerves were good, actually. I, you know, I was more anxious and excited than I was anything. I, I guess if I, I mean, and I hate, I, I'm not saying that I'm an experienced veteran because I hate being labeled a veteran. Only I guess I have to label myself a veteran at this point. But <laughs> you I'm have to. I've been doing it for 12 or 13 years full time yeah. now. So I've, I've been forcing to fish uh, nine or ten force with cups, and you know those are. Those are top level championship type events. So the the nerves of you know, my first year or two fishing those you're a little starstruck and, and things like that. But I think the the classic comes with kind of a different type of excitement, especially for me, because I was uh I was a fan of Bassmasters growing up. There was no FLW, you know, it didn't come around until ninety six and um, you know, I, I uh Bob Cobb, T N N Outdoors and Bassmaster Television is what I knew. The classic <laughs> is what I knew as the Super Bowl yeah. Bassmaster so, you know, I'd be lying if I said that uh, uh, it wasn't really kind of a childhood dream come true. And uh, excited was was I mean that's an understatement really. Is I was I was ready to go, man. And, and you know we we we, uh, we we didn't do what we went to do, but um, you know you want to win those tournaments. You know that's that's the only reason any of us are there, and not just fulfilling dreams. That's that's part of it, of course. But winning is is completing that dream. And uh, you know I I had such a good time in the classic. It's such a big show, such an awesome experience. Uh, you know, I, I'm gonna do everything in my power to make it back every year. So, yeah, and I'm sure we'll see you there soon. Um, so going into weigh in, what describe that feeling? You know, you're talking about you grew up watching this when you were little. What was that feeling first stepping onto the stage of Bassmaster Classic? What was your feeling on that weigh in night? Well, honestly, if there was any nerves whatsoever, it was when you step from that boat to that stage, don't trip, Matt, and fall straight straight <laughs> on your face. So no, other than other than that. Other than that, you know, my first experience with a classic uh, in person, 
was actually in 2004, and that was the one that Takahiro won on Lake Wiley, which is near the house. And yeah. I actually got on the water and got to follow the guys around a little bit and got to go to the weigh-in and watch him get crowned the final day and, and do his ride around. And, and, man, you know, I've been to several since. Unfortunately, you know, when I was at FLW, I had to work all the classics for sponsors, and I shouldn't say unfortunately. I mean, that's part that's part of it, and I enjoy doing that. Sure. But at the same time, you see you – see, the big stage, the big bass, and the big dream. I mean, that's bass says it best, and and you 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 want to be a part of it. So when I first stepped foot on that stage, it was uh, you know, I got to hold my fish up in front of the crowd the first day, and Mercer down there emceeing and looking out into that coliseum and and just hearing the cheers, and uh, you know, it's it's kind of surreal. Uh, it, it was surreal, and uh, it's like I said, I, I I just I just want to go back. I just want to go back. You know. Yeah. So, overall, your experience, the first classic, describe it in just a couple of words. Oh. Huh. Overloaded with joy. I mean, you know, just, just uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just a, just a, just a, uh, a mind-blowing overload. And, and not from a, not from a nerve standpoint, just from an excitement standpoint. You know, the, the cup, uh, as many cups as I fished, that was a three or four day process, and there, you didn't have all the. I mean, the classic is a ten day. Uh, I don't want to call it a circus. It's like a ten day um, party. You know, it really is. I mean, it's so much yeah. fun. There's so much going on. The media, the the champions dinner. You know, the the, the pre practice days, which was something that I wasn't used to. That was pretty cool. Um, having the official practice day where you do a complete run through of, of blast off and all that. You know, it was a. Uh, it was just an awesome experience, and, and that was definitely not two words, by the way. But I, I started. With- <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, they were saying when we broadcasted live from that Saturday, um, Neil Paul was in here with us, and he said it is not just about those three days—that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It is a whole week, and it's a whole—it's right. a whole career preparing for that that first classic, and even at classes after that. You know, whether you're first time like you are, Matt, or whether you're. You know, you've been. This is your third time being there. It's always the same excitement. That's right. That's right. And you know, I think, I think, like I said, in your first experience in a championship level tournament, you get a little bit overloaded with, uh, with, uh, you know, nerves, and and you're fishing against a lot of your your childhood heroes and things like that. And then when you go yeah. back a second, third time to those events, you you just want to win. I mean, there's just no other. There's no other drive than, than, than wanting to win those tournaments when you go to those events. And just having the opportunity, you've got to get there first. And you said it, man, we prepare our entire life every single year for that moment to fish the Classic or the Cup or whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what it all boils down to. That's, that's where we all want to be at the, end of, at the end of each year. Matt, one of the things we heard was that you guys were just so ready to fish by Friday. Is that your experience too? You know it was, but you know I, I the problem with that time of year and having a pre-practice period, um, you know, so much is changing that time of year. So much yeah. is changing, and I think that the Wednesday practice day was probably the most critical day, especially for me, which I didn't have a great finish, but the majority of the fish that I did weigh in came off of areas that I found uh, during Wednesday. You know, we had some some pretty tough conditions coming into pre-practice and. And having that Wednesday, that, that, that official practice day was a big deal for me. Um, that being said, you know, I've always been a big fan of, of, of minimal practices. You know, I want to give these, you know, the best days to figure out a lake. Because you'd be amazed you could put 50 guys on a fishery as big as you could get them on those those 50 guys on top of each other. And, and yeah. that, that'll blow my mind. Um, but if, if you, you know, fishing by the seat of my pants and, 
and pattern fishing and fishing the moment is kind of what what I love to do. And, and you know, one day of practice, I'm good with. It. Let's let's practice one day and roll. But yeah, I was 100 <laughs> percent rearing to go come Friday morning. I hear you. So we have, you know, heard about all these cancellations coming up with bass and everything talk a little about how do you what do you think about the cancellations of chick and postponement of you well it's 100 percent the right decision you know i think i think at first you had a lot of us um uh, you know a little skeptical what was going on you know let's be honest a lot of people are like oh it's like the flu it's like this well it's obviously not you know and, yeah. and, and our and i and i trust our president i trust the, the cdc you know i i think uh, bass the officials that were involved in making these decisions are doing it for the safety of our anglers, and that that's first and foremost. You know, do I, do I want to fish? Absolutely, I want to fish. That's why I'm out here fishing right now. You just got to, like Bass, Bass has said their latest campaign, you got to fish smart right now. you got to be smart, fish smart, live smart. Do what everybody else to do. Just look, this is simple. I, and I saw it best with a little meme on social media the other day. It said, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, guys were asked to, to, to grab a gun and, and go fight for their country. Uh, and be right. willing to die, you know, on the spot. And and all all the U.S. is asking us to do is to sit on our our butts, watch TV, and grab some popcorn, and stay still. And people are acting like that's hard to do, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, I, you you go fishing, go hunting. If it's turkey season where you live, you know, you're more fortunate than I am. I got to wait till April 11th, that gummy. But I'm a uh. I'm a you know, go camping, go hiking, do it. But socially distance yourself from other individuals. You know, spend time with your family. Do what they're telling you to do, and this will all be over before we know it. Yeah, that's true. It will get back to normal. Um, what, do, what do you think? And we got about about 45 seconds here. What do you think about they're talking about having Santee but having it without marshals? What do you think about that one? Um, you know, I, I, I don't even know if that's really a, a, a viable option because there's so many other sponsors and other people involved in these events. You know, I think it's – you're bringing 150 to 200 people, and I'm not saying I want to fish Santee. Trust me, I want to go to Santee in April. <laughs> but I, I, I just think just not having a marshal is not, not, not the complete solution, you know. And I, I hate to be the one to say that. I just don't. I just think we, you know, it's better safe than sorry. This is obviously a big deal. The biggest, the worst thing that can happen is we go to that event, somebody gets picks it up. They take it home. They give it to somebody they care about, a grandparent, an uncle, an aunt, somebody yeah. that's very vulnerable to this disease, and they end up passing away. And I can't right. imagine the feeling, you know. Yeah. Hang on through the break, Matt. We'll get back to you if you don't mind. You got it. All right. Hang on. More with Matt Airy on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. We still have Mr. Matt Airy on the line with us. Um, he is out on the water, but he decided to take some time to talk to us. So we're going to get back in with some questions. Um, kind of following up with the whole cancellations of you or postponement of follow and cancellations. If they decide to move the season further towards the fall, how are you with fishing in fall? <laughs> That's funny because as anybody that knows me knows that I did it. Roger knows I throw up. I throw my fishing rods in the shop and I pull out my bow and arrow and I don't come out of the tree. So fishing in the fall would be, uh, hey, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and uh, complain. I'm going to do what they tell me to do. I got to fish. You know, that's the way I make right. my living. But at the same time, yeah. uh, hunting's my passion. I, I would miss being up a tree part of that time. But, you know, that's it is what it is. We're going to have to do what we got to do to get by this year. So, 
Yeah. That, uh, you know, I, I hate to see you guys go into September and October and fishing, but you got to get those mm-hmm. tournaments in there. And nobody wants yeah, to fish right. in July and August. Mm-mm. Yeah, July and August is tough, man. And, and you know, they just got to – it's going to be tough for bass. And, I, you know, i got a, I got a lot of respect for them right now having to go through what they're going through with all this rescheduling and post moments. But they're going to – you know, they, they, they got a lot of things to contend with. you got tough fishing, obviously, in late summer months, unless you're up north. And, you know, then you got the holidays with Thanksgiving and Christmas, so you got to be careful not to press too close to those. And, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that deer hunt, so they might – they might cry a little bit about it, but I promise you they'll be there. So <laughs> other than that, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely probably going to be stretched out a little bit further this year. And, and hey, um, I guess I better learn how to catch them in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, uh, you know, that that's, everybody wants to know well, how you guys survive and what are you thinking about. But let's get on to something that's kind of fun. Let's talk fish. You guys are almost reaching 90 episodes now. Yeah, I, you know, you, yeah, I, I'd have to go on you. Well, we don't have them all walked on YouTube. So YouTube's something we started archiving. It's available on podcast. Um, but you know, Roger, we got, uh, in this off time, in this downtime, we've really taken advantage of it. We've been shooting a lot of content and we've, we've, we've kind of handed over on the show. We've got something that we're launching here, hopefully in the next month. Um, and it's pretty awesome, man. It, it's basically, you're going to have a, a, an opportunity to, uh, to become a member of what we're going to call LTF Academy. And, uh, ah. that, that, sorry, there was a wasp chasing me around. <laughs> Excuse me one second, but he's gone now. Um, All right. But, yeah, so it's uh, got a lot of good content, Thrift, myself, and along with several other pros have been shooting some videos in this downtime. And, uh, you know, we, we hope to be able to launch this thing here in the next month or so. But, um, you know, basically it's, it's we've taken these shows that we've done, like you said, almost 90 of them, and yep. they're, they're very engaging. We have a lot of interaction. We have a lot of questions. And, you know, we've gone back through some of the shows, and, and we, we've taken some questions that, that seem to be reoccurring that we feel like need a little bit more uh, explanation. And we've shot videos on the water, off the water, in the shop, in the studio, in front of a big smart screen with lake maps behind us. And, and uh, we've really broken down some things that people want to learn more about. And that's kind of the thing, uh, that's kind of a hint and a preview of what will be available on this site. Nice. Well, you can catch Let Talk Fish every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, yes, sir. That's right. I'm impressed. Hey, I can remember very few things, but when I can do remember them, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> no, you, can't, right. you, you couldn't remember my birthday. Uh, you had to ask me. Yeah. yeah huh? St. Patrick's oh. Day. I got it. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I caught you on that one, Dad. On air. Dang. So, going into this new season, you picked up two new sponsors, Toyota I and did. Asco. Um, yeah. And go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no, you're good. So AFCO, I mean, me and Dad have been working with AFCO, and they are some, a great group of people. We love working with them. Um, tell me a little bit about what's your experience been so far with Toyota and AFCO? How, how's everything going with that? Well, Toyota was a, really a dream come true. And, you know, if, if I hadn't made the transition from FLW to Bass, I'd have never had the opportunity. Um, and, and that was really a blessing in disguise because as we made that transition, Pennzoil Marine, Quaker State, and Shell Corporation, which is all the same company, Shell owns those brands. And, and that's who I was with before, and, and uh, as you guys know. But that, that was starting to fade out. And uh, yeah. so it, it was kind of, like I said, it was a blessing in disguise. And it worked out uh, where we signed Toyota in March of 2019, and then they moved over for a title sponsorship. Uh, for 2020 when Penzo Marine actually went away. So um, it's been awesome. You know, I, I've actually, I can honestly say I got my driver's license in a Toyota truck. Um, <laughs> I've heard the, the stories. My entire life, yeah. So 
it was a it was a 93 extended cab four-wheel drive toyota and uh had actually it's kind of funny because it had a bass member sticker on the back of the glass there <laughs> and, uh, and, a, and a little zoom bait company sticker which was the cool thing then uh oh yeah and uh, on, the, on the other side so uh it was a uh, um, like I said, I, I've been a uh, I've been a customer of Toyota all my life and a fan of Toyota all my life. And you know, to be a bigger part of a company that has probably single handedly done more for our sport in the past fifteen or twenty years than any other company out there is is truly an honor, and it really is. And and not only because I'm passionate about the brand itself, but I'm all I'm always a, a big fan of supporting those companies that support our industry like that. And, and you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you to buy every sponsor uh, on my jersey necessarily, but if, if it's a company that supports our industry, you know, support them, you know, because that's what makes us go round. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Matt, we really appreciate you taking time. Um, go back, catch a few more big ones, and uh, send us a picture or two. All right. Sounds good, y'all. I appreciate you. you having me. Yep. Anytime, man. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. How do professional fishermen cope with having delays and postponements and all? They go fishing. (laughs) 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 Oh, wow. Uh, Matt, you know, he's he's right. He fished a lot of FLWs. I Mm -hmm. I actually got to ride with Matt on Lake Washita. Oh, I don't think it was Championship Sunday, but it might have been Saturday. And that would have been 2015? 14 was on. A long time ago. Yeah. And I remember because we got caught in a big rainstorm and I had a hole in my my rain suit pants. And, yeah. There was two inches of standing water in the bottom of the boat. Oh. It was really raining. I don't don't know that if I'd have had a good AFCO suit back then if we'd have stayed dry. It just just Mm -hmm. poured. It just poured. But, yeah, Matt's a... I think Matt has done a superb job of going to bass and really, really getting all he can out of it. Mm -hmm. I really do. But, yeah, Matt's a good guy. What else you got? You got anything over there or are you out of stuff? I actually, I do have, I do have something. So... Last week, if y'all were listening, we were talking a little bit about things you can do while you are in quarantine. We're so, not in quarantine. Well, somewhat quarantine. And I'm not social and, distancing. No, I'm not playing that game. I don't social well, distance. Okay, well, while you're home, you can't go somewhere. Jeez, that's just <laughs> ugh. Um, Let's yeah, we call talk, it what it is. Mm-hmm. We talked about you know planting a garden, getting started yes, in fly fishing. Yes, we did. Um, one thing that we never got to was practicing your casting, which is something everybody could use. You know, every every kind of fisherman, you never can have too much practice. Um, if you want some tips on practicing accuracy, there is a great article um, from Bill Dance on Bassmaster, and I'm sure you can find so many other articles on it. Um, pros give their tips all the time on Bassmaster, but get out there. Just buy how much? Okay, I get little weights from Cabela's and put them on. The way I practice with my bait casters, I put little weights on my bait casters and go out in the side yard. Yeah, I mean they're what ten bucks, five bucks? Oh gosh, no, they're like a dollar a piece. Oh really? Oh yeah, they're cheap. I got a three pack. That's what it was. That's why. Um, but I mean, it's so easy. Just run out, get a weight, and you can practice. And even you can practice with fly fishing. Yeah, you can. And that's one sport. 
that I need to work on. I need to work on my fly fishing cast. And there's even, you know, a lot of people talk about skipping. How do you practice mm-hmm. skipping? There there are some ways to skip. Um, a lot of people say you could do it inside the house if you get a if you got hardwood floors and a hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you this, and and when I was talking to Andy Montgomery is the one that, you know, I rode with Andy a couple times, and you know he is a master at skipping docks, and <clears throat> he kind of got my where I wanted to learn how to skip, so he kind of kind of told me some things to do and all. But we agreed it, skipping is a mental. It's mental. You can't just go out here, and and it's hard when you don't have a target to skip. It's just just it is. So when you're doing like you're practicing trying to do it in the house or whatever, give yourself something to skip under. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a target. Now don't look at it. They all tell you, look at where you want to go and then keep your eyes going because if you look again where you want to go. You're gonna hit something. It's it's honestly surprising how much fishing is a mental game. Oh yeah, all the way it is, unless you just don't care. <laughs> unless you just don't care. Um, I wanted to tell the uh, three, uh, Vicky and Jim, and and those that called in last week. I have your stuff. It is well, uh, Vicky. I'm sorry, Vicky, and then Benjamin and Chris. I have your stuff. It's packed up right over here. I just did not make it to the post office to get that stuff sent out this week. So that will go out first of the week. Promise you. I, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff over here, but I, there's a couple things that I thought about that you could do hmm. while you got some time on your hands. <clears throat> Learn how to tie more fishing knots. You know, there are four or five different knots for fluorocarbon to, to uh, braid. Mm-hmm. You know, I tie one. Is that Sophie, Sophie snoring? Yes. Sophie, wake up. My, our lab is sitting back here, and she's asleep. <laughs> and she's snoring, and I could hear her. Uh, fishing knots. You know, learn how to tie a new fishing knot. YouTube is full of them. Yeah, that's one. And that's one thing you got access to. Tie them. Learn how to. Tie. The other thing is just learn how to tie regular knots. My dad was in the Navy, and I remember growing up, he could tie knots. That just worked. I mean, we set up tents, which which our tent was a quilt with two poles and some (laughs) tie-down strings. But he could tie this knot, and you pull the rope against itself, and it didn't slip down. I've yet to learn how to tie that knot. And I'm sure it's an easy one. Mm -hmm. But there's two for you. You know, learn how to tie. If you're a fisherman, learn how to tie more fishing knots. There's all sorts. Even fly fishermen, blood knots and uni knots Mm -hmm. and... Some of those carry over in the fishing. Learn how to snell a hook. Mm-hmm. You know, not many people use snell hooks. I don't know. I don't. But if you do, learn how to snell one. And then tie your own. There's something about doing something for yourself rather than buying it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. So learn how to tie those knots and or whatever. All right. Well, week three of coronavirus. We're surviving. Is this, is this studio number one now? I love this studio. It's a nice studio. Hey, thanks for listening in. Thanks for watching on Facebook Live. We'll work this volume thing out. And in the meantime, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. See you next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.